Hello and welcome to Loopholes, episode 32, your weekly discussion podcast about all things esoterotic. I'm Kate Cheryl. Hello. And I'm Ian Bullsworth. Hello there. I've just noticed the way you've sat yourself. Yes. You've sat yourself directly under a light. So there's yes, a, an like angle a... light on mm-hmm. the office, on the desk. Yeah. And it's like you're being interrogated. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. Want, should we just move that? I feel marginally less special now. So, how are we getting on? You made some scones today. You came to my house and you, <laughs> and you made some scones. Yeah. I had a nap because I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. I made some scones. Scones. We're having that debate, listeners. Yes. I know. The one as old as time. Scones. <laughs> Well, I made some, yeah, and um, because I'm really kind and lovely, and you know what? Let's say it, accomplished right. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just whipped up some lovely scones with scones. clotted cream and yeah. jam, and all I've had ever since Sent is it oh, back. I don't feel well. Oh, I'm burpy. Give me another, or I'll spit it out on no, you. No, <laughs> I sent the first lot back. You didn't put butter on them. Who makes scones? So sent it back and doesn't put butter on them. I sent it back. No, no. <laughs> No, you ate it and then shouted at me. Why is but there I not sent butter it on it? Because I'd I, I ate it and I was like, that's something wrong with that scone. Yeah. This completely. is your esoterotic chat, by the way. <laughs> There's something wrong with that scone. I was yeah. like, and then I said to you, something a missing taste in it. And then you said you hadn't put butter on it. Well, no, because I thought if you had jam and cream, why on earth would you want butter as well? Because I wanted that. So right, then, well then, in a sense, you forced me to eat two scones. No. Well, you did. I didn't force you. Well, you did because you made me eat one that was substandard. <gasps> then you brought me another one that was like, mm, oh, a, a bit better. Oh, excuse me. I gave you the showstopper. Anyway, come on, go to the comments. So, on mine, Paul Kenny said, I've always liked the Hexham heads. Never really got what the part wolf, part man was all about, though. How of all the things is that the bit you're isolating? <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the rest of it makes sense, but yeah, the goat so in the kitchen... You got everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely everything else made sense. But the part man, part wolf thing, no, don't get it. <laughs> Silky said, cracking episode. I like the subcategories of the esoterotic that are like those kids' flip books when you can have an astronaut's helmet, a rugby shirt, <laughs> and a ballerina's tutu and legs. Part wolf, part goat, all unused Mr. Ben plot lines. Short enough? Yeah, that's short enough. Cheers, yeah. Silky, thank you. <laughs> Um, that's like quite a nicely isolated aspect to the esoterotic world, is yeah. which is I'd say in a very flouncy, long-winded way. When I say mm. they just change everything according to yeah. what argument comes back and that, but that's a pretty concise way of saying that. that it's, it is. It's a nifty way of of choosing cryptids. Yeah, really, isn't it? It's like flick through. Oh, it's a goat with what? Oh. Yeah spindly legs like a spider exactly but metaphorically that's what they do across the board in esoterotic mm-hmm. stuff they pick and choose i say they as if you're not here Hello. but they pick and choose <laughs> what aspects to it yes. okay well is it is it a floaty ghost yes okay let's put that on there that's what so this one's a floaty ghost does it make a noise yes it does make a noise yeah is it the ghost of somebody that lived with that yes it is okay put that there as well it sounds and, like we're playing paranormal guess who but then but that's kind of what yeah. It, it all is. Well, it is, because, again, something the listeners might not know is that I have made myself several collections of paranormal flashcards. Yeah. To kind of yeah. try and get really snappy explanations yeah. of things. As a kind of um, strange parity training I'm giving myself. Yeah. And you were very patient in going through those with when me. When I tested you? you on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a horrible time for me. Yeah, it was a horrible 30 seconds. Well, what was, <laughs> I see what was difficult about it but when we went through those flashcards, what was what was so hard about it, and mm. this says more about me than it does about you, yeah. I, I, I'll hold my hands up. Okay. The difficult bit for me mm-hmm. was not going, yeah, but 
Yeah, but like, you know, not arguing, going, why? No, that's not. This is nonsense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you yeah. start to learn the stuff and know the stuff pretty fast because yeah. you're doing a telly thing. So yes. fine. Yes. And I appreciate that you couldn't be sat in front of the camera and saying, well, I've not learned this bit because unfortunately I was being told it was all nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very similar thing. It was like quickly, definition, floaty ghost. Quickly, yeah. definition, yeah. goblin ghost. You yeah, know, but, but that's where you go, where, where it'll be like, okay, and does it make a noise? Yes, it does, it talks. Well, no one's heard it talk. Oh, sorry, not not it talks. It, um, it's, it's, si- it's known for being silent. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, well, the whole world of esoterotica are, you know, variations on a theme, aren't they? Yeah, craziness. Variations on absolute craziness. Well, can we not still enjoy it? Deluded lunatics. Oh, next comment. Richard Shaw writes, spent a few months working in Chorley, so I wish I'd known about that to kill time on my lunch break. The wait for redundancy would have been more fun. About what? Bygone times. Oh, we yes. talked about bygone times, we didn't did. we, in the last episode? We did. Oh, Richard, you'd have loved it, mate. They've got all manner of 80s tat in there, yeah. and you collect that. <laughs> all teleannuals are not... Oh, you'd have been in it's your element. Yeah. Well, it's still there. You shall be in your element when I deign you worthy to attend. <laughs> Annette Truby at Tonknado, Cult Comms. Spooky, the Cheryl head just happened to be next to you. Well, it was good while it lasted, but I look forward to hearing what the goat man has to say in next week's episode. Yeah, so it's still there, I think, isn't it? And I moved it to the other room. Oh, no, it's there. It's still yeah. there. Yeah, you've just got other versions in the other room Yeah. Uh, where you were moving stuff about earlier. Yeah. So I'm just um, being an irritant in every room in your house. So this is the... Yeah, when she doesn't come around and just start cooking like she owns the place... She'll come around and just start doing art like she owns the place. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a joy to be around. What can I say? Um, I don't think, I didn't think it was weird that they were next to me. That is genuinely how it happened. We were on a Zoom call and I was like, oh my goodness, they're right next to me now. But I didn't go, how did they get there? I I knew I'd put them there, just not intentionally put them there for the purpose of the podcast. Yeah, they were just there for the purposes of admiration, weren't they? Mm. Which is (laughs) what I think... But I think oftentimes it's what you choose to layer onto those things as well. Mm-hmm. It's another trope within it, isn't it? Yeah. Is that certain people would be like, still talking about that now. Yeah. Like, and we were talking about it, and then I turned, and the pictures were there, and I don't remember putting them there. Well, I don't remember putting them there. No. But I did. Yeah. I live yeah. on my own. I clearly did put them there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, if, it, if that was a ghost, bit rubbish that, isn't it? <laughs> Move a bit well, of paper. Well, the poltergeists are able to move small objects. Yeah. And also create foul smells. Any other things from my flashcards? Oh, God, it's you. <laughs> You're moving small objects and creating yeah. foul And creating foul smells. That does happen when I've had dodgy scones. Tango of the Robes. Cult circus bungling big game hunter act. Don't worry about it. Pod good. Do more. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's P-O-D-G-U-D. Do more. T-H-X. Perfect. Perfect. Well done. Alice Norton said, hello. Hi, Alice. Hello, Alice. That's absolutely perfect. Ryan Carter, I'd be thrilled to find some stone heads in my yard. I'd start telling people they, they're cursed, haunted for fun. P.S. I didn't mean to sound like a bus stop ruffian last week. I'm just Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've nothing against bus stop ruffians. No, no. I wasn't. I don't think I was saying it in an accusatory way. No. It was quite a while ago we recorded that, so yeah. I can't really remember. But... Uh, yeah, I wasn't being accusatory. But as I read that then, mm-hmm. it was just occurring to me. In the time between us recording the last episode yes. and today, yes. I have acquired some stone heads. Oh, in, you have? In my garden. You have? So maybe I should maintain that I don't know where they came from. That they just arrived there. They're like right. tiki heads. Yeah, They're... do you want me to hide the receipts then from the garden well, centre? No, well, I won't, don't say anything. Just oh, say, oh, damn, sorry. Just say... <laughs> 
I don't know where that came from. And look, no. now it has started growing flowers out of its head. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're haunted. Or I'll say that yeah. I moved them. I moved them. Yeah. And that day, my arm fell off. I'll, I'll think of yeah. something. Yeah. Realistic. Good call. Shane Darrell, great episode. I made wrapping paper using carved potato stamps with my partner's family whilst I was staying with them in Denmark over Christmas. We made stamps of a Christmas tree, some holly and stars. No heads, though. Very pleasant experience. Do you think we've lost them? (laughs) (laughs) I think it is my fault. Because I've got comments there saying, hello, pod good, do more thanks. And then someone telling us about what crafting they did in Denmark over Christmas. I think it sounds, it sounds very wholesome. It's lovely. We opened this by talking about you making scones. And I feel like we might, well, not we might, we couldn't be further off topic. <laughs> <laughs> and John Carson said, you managed to convey more scepticism by giggling gently in the background while Kate explains than I could explain using two sides away from. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to stop that. I don't do yeah. it on purpose. I think sometimes what happens if I'm on a podcast and somebody's talking for a while, like I do on podcasts, if someone else is doing it, I think sometimes I almost nervously giggle. It's not, I don't feel nervous, but it's almost like... Do I intimidate you? No, not in any... With my amazing esoterotic Not in any way, but (laughs) I think there might be an element of me that's going, just just prove you're still here, I'm listening. Yeah. And if you're listening, it's like, what would you be doing? Well, you'd be laughing because she's talking nonsense. <laughs> so a giggle. Yeah. Just to sort of maintain a sort of a presence within the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Because that could be viewed in a different way. You mm-hmm. could say, if you're speaking mm-hmm. with intelligence, and if you're speaking in a savvy way, that's something you're knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. And someone's essentially just laughing in your face. Mm-hmm. That's kind of rude, isn't it? So, and I don't mean to do it. I'm not doing it in a rude way. No, it's not no, my it's, intent. But it's... Well, it's it's the intention of the discussion in the first. Oh, here we go. It's the, it's the intention of the discussion in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So the intention is a cheery, lovely discussion. It's not me reading out a, a eulogy, or if if you wouldn't be giggling at like maybe a, a lecture. Don't you throw down challenges like that? <laughs> I, would, that I would be, you know, delivering. Um, so, that, no, no, pro- well, probably not audibly. No, well, you'd just be I don't know, fiddling but, with your phone or something. But I might be, again, I don't do that. I think you'll find out that you and I, the person who's glued to their phone all the time, no, is... No, it is. Yes, it is me. There we go. But I wouldn't do during a lecture because no, I'm a polite girl. Nor I, yeah. but uh, nor out of a lecture. <laughs> Very rare, unless I actually need to get yeah. something quick, not to just look at people in America showing what they fed their children. Look, it is, it is not my fault that my sister relentlessly sends me mini videos of chihuahuas and people feeding vast amounts of children. Do you think if we wave now, they'll still be able to see us over at loopholes from five miles away yeah. from the discussion? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just head back in that direction, yeah, okay, shall we? Okay. Um, no, I, I, I'm uh, conscious of that, mm-hmm. I think, but only after the event. So I noticed during the edit, I was mm-hmm. like, you are giggling quite a lot. Yeah. And it is quite dismissive. Yeah. But I, I know my intentions weren't that. Yeah, but it sounded it, dismissive. I haven't found it to be dismissive at no, all. Okay. Never crossed my mind. But I think if you if you claim you're gonna listen, mm-hmm. it's it's it is, it's rude. It's rude to say, Okay, I'll listen to what you're gonna say mm. and then while the person's talking, just keep laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So I'll try and be a bit wary of that today. What's your topic gonna be today, by the way? Just give me a heads up. Um oh it's about um lucky lucky talismans. Lucky talismans. Yeah, let's let's say it that way. All right. Well, I next week I promise I won't do any giggling. 
right. I'll get myself ready. Okay, probably. okay, let's prep you. Okay, do you have comments for us, please? Yes, I do. Okay. I do, and we're kicking off with PJ and Bygone Times once more. Really? Yeah, I think we're really gunning for a sponsorship, aren't we? Um, PJ says, RE, the Bygone Times sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, don't want to brag, but I live a few miles from Eccleston, where that Bygone Times place yeah. is. Anyway, they're always posting stuff on social media about folks visiting from those antiques roadshow type TV shows. Tim Wanacott practically sleeps rough in there, judging off of the Facebook posts. Seriously, I bet they'd love it if loopholes paid a visit. I don't want you to get all big-headed, but you are definitely better than Car Booty. Well... <laughs> First of all, thanks for referencing Car Booty. I don't know what that is. I've watched way more daytime TV than you. Well, second of all, Mm -hmm. I don't consider living five minutes from bygone times to be a plus. No, for both of us, it's a big plus that we live very far away. That would be lethal. It would. Absolutely lethal. We'd both be in serious trouble. Second thing is, I predominantly visit bygone times because my taste within my house is rustic Yes. Popular culture. Yes. We've been discussing this. This is what my taste is. I have a rustic taste, but I also have full-size R2-D2 and C3PO and that sort of thing. And popular culture stuff on some of the walls. Others of the walls, I've got quite nice art. You do? Yeah. You do? But it is quite eclectic. If you walked into my house, you'd think 20 people lived here. Yes. As opposed to one. Yeah. So I'm aware of that. I'm aware of what it is. But uh, bygone times is... uh, ideal for that yeah and this isn't for a sponsorship even though i do know that the person that owns bygone times is money (laughs) (laughs) apparently yeah i know that because a member of staff at bygone times told me that rather forlornly once (laughs) (laughs) but we'll get on to loopholes in a second but uh, yeah living close to it would be a nightmare i I predominantly started visiting there really on a star wars vintage star wars hunt is what it was which proved relatively successful it was very fruitful the first time yes was the most very very fruitful successful. so yeah i I don't think you and i going presenting something there would be any good because even if i had agreed to be on camera you'd be saying where's ian and you'd say i know exactly where he is yeah (laughs) He's on floor two in the left corner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's where the Star Wars stuff is. Yeah. And he can spend up to three hours there. Um, And the second thing is, why? (laughs) Why would... Why? Yeah. Why would they be delighted that a podcast about the esoterotic... (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, we could really push ourselves into the the haunted antiques. Oh, 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 oh. Oh? No. No. Bygone times. Yes. What's a thing they have at bygone times? I pointed it out to you. Cafe. No. (laughs) £25,000 desk. (laughs) No. They have, in certain places within the warehouse, they have little plaques. (gasps) They do! They have ghosts. That say a ghost was seen in this at this point and then the story of what it is. So they have a few of those dotted around. Yeah. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's little, little laminated... Signs just stapled yeah, around yeah. the place. So there you go. So you get in touch with Bygone Times. You're more officious than I am. Okay. You get in touch with Bygone Times. Tell them it'll be just you and that I'll be just writing down what I think and you can read it out on the day. Yes, okay. <laughs> right, brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. But in, just in closing on Bygone Times, yes. can I also say that whoever runs their social media, and I would, I would by all means tell listeners of this podcast to go and tell Bygone Times that you think... It'd be good to get on board sponsoring this podcast. Oh God, do that'll be brilliant. Even though that'd I won't be so have, funny. I won't have sponsorship on a podcast, but we can do it for fun. Yeah. Right? And the second thing I will say about that is if you could just gently nudge them and say that 
claiming you have a full size stormtrooper, it has to be bigger than two foot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we really do pick our battles, don't yeah, we, yeah, on this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be an easy battle, because all you'd have to do to beat bygone times is have a cigarette in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> and discard it slightly carelessly. <laughs> that would go up. Oh, it, it would break my heart. Box. It would break my heart, yeah. but that would go up. <laughs> well, I mean, while you're normally at Star Wars, I'm looking at 1980s polyester power suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been a can you imagine? It's not, I can't even joke about no. it. Like, Can you imagine if it was on the news that that had gone up? Oh, it'd be heartbroken. And you think of what's in there. Yeah. And just you'd just be watching it going, it'll burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoyed they cut chips on premises. Go on. <laughs> Next comment, sorry. Um, Hazel Quinlan says, regarding cryptids, please do Mothman and Silver Bridge. Love the show. Cheers, guys. Why don't you do it, Hazel? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I have a week off and you can do it, Hazel? <laughs> It's all very well sitting over there saying do that and I've got to sit through it. Um, do you not feel like, in a sense, we're already doing the Loophole Summer Special today? <laughs> it does feel a little bit like we're not doing what we're meant to be no, doing. No, not at all. It's its own closed bothered. day, isn't it? It's own closed day and we've all brought a game in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I think we should do Mothman at some point. Definitely. You keep mentioning that, I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, well, it's self-explanatory. Mothman. Yeah. There you go, Hazel, we've done it. <laughs> Sophie Cleverly says, I don't know if it's loopholes worthy as it's more baffling than spooky, but my favourite unsolved mystery has to be the case of the Somerton Man. The Wikipedia article is an absolute wild ride. And she says in brackets, I also write mysteries what are available in all the bookshops. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does. She's never, she's <laughs> never very far away from <laughs> self-promotion that cleverly guy, uh, is she? Fair play to her. Fair play to her. <laughs> Bloody marvellous, so let's keep... What Every was... episode, we should have Sophie Cleverly's promotional corner. Well, Sophie Cleverly can sponsor the podcast then. <laughs> I'm sure she's raking it in. So what uh, What was the first thing that she said? Her favourite unsolved mystery has to be the case of the Somerton Man. Do you know what this is? Uh, I think so. It was uh, one of those people that... I think it was late 1940s, somewhere in Aust- what, Somerton, in yeah. Australia. Um, it was a man who was found dead on a beach right. and no one could figure out his identity right. at all and he had um like a little piece of paper in his pocket that was the final few words of oh come on kate you've got literature degrees come on it was um the rubiat of omar khayyam okay it was like the last few words that it translates to like it is finished or the end right and over the years people have tried to find out who he is there's been little clues and no one's really found out. There are like DNA uh, options, options available today, but I don't right. think anyone ever found out well, his real like identity. Nobody bothered then, it sounds oh, like. Oh, no, it was like a big, big mystery. No, but, but if you can do it with DNA today, then what? Oh, but it was the 40s. Yeah, so no one's bothered subsequently. Well, no, they're, they're pushing the DNA that I think because these hairs were like taken from a cast or something right. in the 40s, okay. they're really degraded. So I think it's taken a long time and it's quite hard to use any viable DNA from it, I think. That that little that I already know, yeah. I would already like to think he did it on purpose. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Yeah. There's a few people Who'd, that have done that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, make years. something into a mystery that yeah. isn't a mystery, but make it... I, I like that. Yeah. I do. I find it... I think it's a pre- and post-mortem rebellious streak. Yeah. There are so many people like that were found with strange coded letters in their pockets mm. or like strange books on them and no id at all yeah that's quite that's quite 
cool, isn't it? There's a way to I go. I think just before I die, I'm going to glue all my furniture to the ceilings in the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of it. Yeah. So, so, and you can help me with this because you, you'll survive me. Yeah. But what I'd like to do is I would like to get to make every room in my house upside, upside down. down. Right? For, and when the police arrive and stuff, they come and go, well, this is, the, we've never seen anything like yeah. this. And then in the interim time, because mm-hmm. I presume they're not going to stay the night. No. In the interim time, you put it all back down again. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. And then come back with them the next day and go, this is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a lot of work for well, you to do, but it's worth it. I mean, I, I, I generally have like quite a bad back, but yeah. I'll, give it, I'll give it a go. Okay, well, we'll hire a man. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. Whoa, misogynist <laughs> corner on loopholes today. <laughs> that is not at all how I meant it. And you know full well that wasn't how I meant it. Because I saw the way you looked at me then. Your eyes lit up that you were going to be able to back that back to me. And as your eyes lit up, my shoulders sank and I went, oh, I, I, did, I know how that sounds. And that's not. What, it's like, you know, man with a van is what I meant. Yes, I don't mean... yes, okay, okay. <laughs> Annette Truby, Tornado Cult Coms. Yeah said, I uh, find the Hexham heads fascinating with all the twists and turns in the story. There's so much going on with the scientists making a name from them and trying to claw back any dignity after the fact. The mass hysteria it seemed to evoke and the guy who claimed to have made them. Uh, yeah, it's but good. Th- th- there aren't any twists and turns in the story. But it's more like... There, there, are, there are sheer contradictions. There's a central... A central tree trunk and then many branches. I don't even think it. there's that. I think it's a good No, because I, I think the tree trunks have to be effect. Excuse me. Excuse like, me. Goat man. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's, it's, after, it's all after the effect. It's yeah. all tagged on stuff. Yeah. So it's a completely incoherent story. It's like using those things, uh, oblique strategy cards. Mm-hmm. Those things that somebody, inv- I can't remember who invented them. So there's somebody at the moment trying to push a different version of them. It was David Bowie, I think, and so David Bowie wrote an album with them from all accounts, yeah. which are just their cards that have relatively cryptic sort of statements on them, mm-hmm. which you're whatever you get from them, you're meant to then put that right into your work. When I yeah. first started doing Patreon, I was doing quite a lot of fiction writing. Yes, yeah. I, I wrote one story using them mm-hmm. with very limited success, but it was an interesting uh, exercise yes, to try and do yeah. that. But that, I feel, if you compare that to something that I sat down and plotted out and wrote, mm-hmm. then the flaws are very apparent. Yeah. So you can have one story that I sat down and plotted out and, you know, got it. Like, that has genuine twists and turns mm-hmm. in it. But you can't argue that something that has a an influential plot twist mm-hmm. that has been because you are obliged to do it, yeah. because you've, it's been prompted, is a twist and turn. It's mm-hmm. not. It's panicking. <laughs> It's what it is. Yeah. It is. It's telling a story mm-hmm. and panicking. Okay. So it's someone saying, but that doesn't make sense. No, no, because there was a goat man. As if that makes it make any more sense. And that's not a twist yeah. and turn. I think yeah. this is probably quite a pedantic argument that I'm making, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's a difference between a well-plotted, mystery, horror-y, ghosty yeah, thing. Yeah, and a panic and as a wolf something in Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it's not panicking, that, yeah, and, and, a, and a panicked plot. Yeah. It's because you're just desperately trying to scrabble mm-hmm. out of an argument because you yeah. otherwise you'll look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it was this, and then they'll say something ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tango of the Robes says there's a local folklore here that says you should attend a funeral if invited. If you don't, the posy girl of Grimsby may go in your place and steal <laughs> the skull of the deceased. <laughs> Trust me, don't Google it. Totes true. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, can confirm. Another excellent. 
metaphorical statements about how this sort of stuff works. <laughs> Just pluck an idea out. See, I, I painted quite a nice picture when mm. I mentioned about you being the girl, the little girl at the funerals who's yeah. always there. Yeah. That's a good spark of an idea that you could then add into a story or into a legend. Yeah, the Grimsby Posy girl. Yeah, that's you. God, that's my next week sorted, isn't yeah. it? Novella yeah. coming in. Exactly, <laughs> exactly book. that. So that's all the comments dealt with. Oh, that's good. Then we're yeah. on time. We're yes. way on time because I've got quite a lot to cut out of that as well. Excellent stuff. Well, this next discussion is just going to be marvellous. You're going to be just so on board with this. Carry on talking about bygone times a bit longer. Or maybe just go there. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we sack it off and go now? I mean, they're not open now, but... But if we camp out in the car park, we'll be first through the doors. First in, mate. <laughs> Welcome to Loopholes, episode 32. Also, the closest you'll get to a school dinner nowadays... Bygone times. It is, isn't it? Yeah, the closest you'll get. And it's very close. In fact, I would argue it's bang on. Yeah. Also, speaking of those heads, by the way, the tiki heads in my garden, yeah. big things, my mum said to me, um, oh, they're very nice, but someone could steal them. And I said, only if Lou Ferrigno is casing the area at the moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could barely lift it. Oh, they wait, it's hard, don't they? <laughs> yeah. That was pre-soil. Yeah. But she also said, can you, um, could you put a chain on them, is what she said. <laughs> And That's I, good though. No, but I said yes, and then what do I attach the chain yeah. to? <laughs> but if you're trying to say like, oh, these are dangerous things. Yeah, yeah. You could then have I have to keep them chained because at night they wander. They wander. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I don't. I can't recall if they have arms and legs, but I'm pretty sure they don't. No, they're just <laughs> they're, they're pretty cylindrical. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just plant pots, mate. <laughs> but anyway, onto yes. loopholes. Yes. Your esoteric <laughs> podcast summer special where we don't yeah. feel beholden to all the spooky stuff. What are you no. going to tell us about? Um, I'd like to tell you about a good luck charm. Hmm. Um, that's lovely, especially for anyone who's just eating their dinner. Right. Um, I'd like to tell you about the call. The what? C-A-U-L. Okay. So, calls are good luck charms. I've got one oh, in my wait. office. Oh, They're the horrible bit of, um, forgive me, fanny skin, aren't they? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> no, what the, the amniotic sac is that? Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. Isn't yeah, it? It, it's a preserved piece of of call or the the amniotic sac that was attached to the baby. Yeah. After birth, so this lovely bit of membrane. Yeah. In some cases, gets stuck. Can be attached to the baby's purse. That's right. Yeah. So like when you buy an electrical appliance. And the it has like a an LED screen on it or something. Yes. And it, it will have a yeah. thing you peel off. It's very satisfying. Yeah. I imagine that midwives look forward to it yeah. when, <laughs> when a baby comes You're right. out You're right. with its sack all attached because they can peel it off in the they same can peel it off. very satisfactory way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well they, they generally peel it off the baby's body or face. Face yeah. is the biggie, that's what yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, I know about this because my mum used to tell me I'm a grandma as well. Yeah who's been away for many years, since yeah. 1989. But my grandma used to say that, I think, in fact, I have a feeling maybe my grandma or maybe her brother or so, someone related to the family or something mm-hmm. was born with that. And they said, I mean, it was a, it was definitely a lady they were talking about, yeah. that people who have that, who are born that way, are, tend to be fey, is the word that was used. Yes. Now, I don't know what the word fey really means, mm-hmm. and I pushed for an explanation, I think a completely satisfactory one. But it's, it seemed to be 
like a kind of a they're a bit psychic or a yeah. bit second sight yeah, a little or... a little bit magical yeah know, okay ability of like precognition yeah. things like that yeah I bet all them people who switched off when I said about um, fanny skin forgive me again all <laughs> <laughs> feel like really stupid because this has now gone on to become almost immediately an intelligent discussion <laughs> Um, so today, it's like one in 80,000 births right. is regarded as a, a call birth. Yeah. Um, and most of them today are, are premature. Now, would you it be... Were premature. Would, yeah, I was premature, yes. I was in an incubator for a long time. Um, would it be uh, an emergency? So would it be like a breach birth or something like that? You know, no, it's just... It's, it's just like, oh, it's got that skin on it, just get it off its way. Peel it off. Yeah. But it wouldn't be, we need to get that off quick. No, no. Right. I suppose if it's on the face, you want to peel it off so, you know, breathing isn't obstructed. Yeah, okay. But it's, again, like, I think the best way of saying it, it's like peeling the film off a LED screen. And I came up with that. You did. Yeah, it's go very on. good. Now, there are very, very rare examples of something called an on-call, like E-N call, right. like inside the call birth. Is that when they put the child back inside? Oh, God. And then it comes out again no. for an on-call. No. <laughs> It can, that can only actually be physically done in certain births, and you don't want to see that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, no, an on-call birth. Easy in the cesarean. Easy. Oh, man. <laughs> Basically, just dip it in and out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, this is horrible. You came here with this stuff. Not with that image. <laughs> not playing, like, dippy soldiers with a baby. I don't know why I'm not feeling squeamish today, but I'm actually quite You're enjoying really this. Not. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, on-call births... Or a baby that's born kind of still inside the sack. Now, there are images of these online where it's it's cesarean. Mm. And it looks like the baby's coming out in a in a pod. You know, like those jelly aliens in the 90s? Not really. I where, was a grown-up. What, you, used to, <laughs> you used to get these like little plastic eggs. Right. And you'd open it and there'd be like jelly goo and then a jelly alien yeah, okay, inside. Yeah, okay. Looks a bit like that. Yeah. Except it's not an alien, it's a baby. Yeah. So they're they're incredibly rare today, but most in most instances they'd rupture the membrane prior to delivery, just yeah. for safety purposes. Obviously. Now the <laughs> the image yeah. of like the veiled baby right. was massive for centuries. Like there's some amazing medieval woodcuts of what looked like someone who's just thrown a flannel on a baby. Okay. And they're like, oh it's magical. But calls have been treasured and seen as something quite supernatural. For centuries. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so, like you said before, people who were born with this call, this strange membrane that came with some babies, yeah. they were seen to kind of transfer... That, these... did, that genuinely sounded like this membrane that came out with a bonus baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we buy cereal and there's like a little toy inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. People believed that the call, like you say, had kind of otherworldly powers. But it, but it's just a discarded. Yeah, it's it's a bit of it's a bit of membrane. But do, do people believe this about like foreskins and stuff when people are circumcised? Well, there's uh, a oh my relic. God, they do, don't they? <laughs> You're gonna tell me they do. Well, there's there's a relic of Christ's foreskin that's like in a big Catholic citation church. needed, <laughs> <laughs> and is revered. What? So there's, 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 yeah, there's, Where's this there's so much Catholic law, mystical law related to Christ's foreskin. They're shameless. What? <laughs> They've got, you can go in and worship Jesus's ding dong. What? what? <laughs> bit of it. Only a bit of it. Bit of it. Bit of it. Yeah. The yeah. earthly part. Yeah. So, um, people would preserve this call because if it's magic, you want to keep it. But it's a membrane, so it's all flibbly and manky and rank. Yeah. So. 
what you do is kind of dry it out or yep. stick it on a bit of paper, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like the one I've got in my office. Yeah, I know you have, yeah. And you'd, <laughs> and you'd keep it with you for, for a variety of purposes. Like what, Well, like, though? through the centuries, different cultures have had sort of different interpretations of the power of the call. So Roman midwives, who removed calls from babies, sold them to lawyers, believing that this would aid them in legal victory. And in Croatia, in some instances, I think particularly in Dalmatia, people put calls under the pillow of someone who was dying, which was believed to be a way to soothe their passing, that it would be a very gentle, mystical sort of death. So all these... So this is the same of any lucky charm, isn't it? This is the the fatal flaw. This is the loophole. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> Actually got it back. <laughs> this is the loophole to any lucky charm. Yeah. Is it's completely unprovable. Like, like it's completely... Everything intangible. Look. Bad luck. Good luck. It's intangible. It's unprovable by the nature of it. Because whether you have lucky charms or not, you go through life with good luck and bad luck. Yeah. You might argue you never have any good luck. Well, you do. You might not win the lottery, but you will have things that happen. You'll have a near miss in the car. You'll have, you know, some days you won't have the crash. Some days you won't get ill. Yeah. Some days, you know. So, yeah, there is a balance of good Mm -hmm. luck, bad luck. And it can often feel like, in fact, often is, if you're going to subscribe to luck, Mm -hmm. that you are having a run of bad luck. Yeah. And there's loads of reasons for that. It can be a self-fulfilling prophecy that lots yeah. of things can come into, into play there. But what is true mm-hmm. throughout is they're all completely unprovable. Yeah. So sticking a bit of skin yeah. <laughs> off a baby under a pillow to someone yeah. who's dying yeah. and then turning around a week later and going, well, they're gone now. Thank goodness they had smooth passage. He's like, well, based on what? Based on the call underneath her pillow. No, but based so, on what? What did they do? Well, that's One it's, last it's thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> this feels great. It's the nature of belief, isn't it? It's well, it's like we've said before. It maybe just putting it there would make the family feel a bit better, a bit more comfortable, believing that their loved one's passing was maybe more pleasant. Yeah, you know? I don't have an issue with that so much, but I, 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 I do. Again, I think it's a dangerous is probably too strong a word, but it's it's a it's an unfortunate precedent that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Well, so, for example, mm-hmm. for the bit of funny you've got on your wall, it's not funny. Since you got that, yeah, right. I think I conveyed was it five, four or five years ago you got. Oh that? no, no, I've had it really long time. I only framed it about five years ago. Okay, fine. So, but I've had it decades. You've had it for decades. It's it's a family call, mate. Oh, so have you had it all your life? Well, yeah, it was my step-grandmother's... God, they're handing them down. <laughs> step-grandmother's call. And she was born in 1923. Okay, so it's a family one. Yes. Okay. So I, I know who it was from. It was Dorothy's. Right, well, that's a bad example then, because we can't go before and after, can we? Because you've always just had it. Well, I, I was probably formally given it about 15 years ago. But if it was in the house... Well, yeah. You've got umbrella coverage. Must have been. I don't, I don't know. I didn't mean that as an insult, Dorothy, by the way. I don't <laughs> oh, mean no, she's, a literal umbrella. She's very... God, no, she's very much gone. Yeah. She's very but much regardless, gone. Regardless. So if it's always been in the house, you've yeah. always had that going on. Yeah. So really, the way to do it would be to say to someone, right, so before you had this... Yeah. <laughs> tell me what doom and gloom your life was, and then tell me, once you got it, how glorious and lucky mm-hmm. and brilliant your life was yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But, There'd be no difference, would there? No, but in the UK, our folklore, and I think this is where we need to kind of make that 
divide between kind of dangerous beliefs and nature of nurturing folklore and kind of preserving the history of folklore. Mm. So I think this is sort of one of these things that we need to remember and need to not necessarily keep it going, mm. but certainly acknowledge it. But in the UK, calls were kind of most associated with sailors and seafarers. Mm. So having one was believed to protect you from drowning. Yeah, so but that, and so people would pay yeah. a hell of a lot of money for one. So it was like a strange And would people get a hell of a lot of money back when somebody drowned? <laughs> Well, as an owner of a call, yeah. I have not yet drowned. No. <laughs> so, exactly. so, big tick for Cheryl, thank yeah. you. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I refuse to believe mm-hmm. that nobody who had one of these calls had nothing but good luck from there onwards. And, and no, nothing, it, no fate, no ill fate visited them thereafter. I don't yeah. believe that. Well, I think maybe if we just say, for the sailors in the UK, yeah. wasn't good luck or bad luck, it was Stop purely... For drowning. So, can't stop you from getting syphilis. Yeah, okay. Can't stop your wife from leaving you. Then we then we go scientific drown. on that. So we go 100 sailors, right? We'll take 100 sailors. <laughs> yeah. Give them all each... They've all got a call. Every last one of them. 100 right. sailors, each one a call. Yeah. And then for the rest of their life, they are immune from drowning. So no yes. one... And that's never happened. It, it's never happened in history. It's never happened that a sailor has drowned who had a call. Unless they left it in the locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it probably has, but I can't back that up with a fact because I don't, yeah. I don't know what the history is. But probably did, mm-hmm. particularly when, you know, sea disasters were more prevalent than they are nowadays. Yeah. You know, things are much safer now. But there was a time where, going out fishing, yeah, it was, it was incredibly job, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, hugely dangerous. So call or no, mm-hmm. I don't believe that waves would miss the boat. Well, maybe because you, you know. had a bit of. I'm going to say it again. Funny skin. No. <laughs> Don't know why I'm enjoying saying that. No, so you much. really are, right? Yeah, 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 really are. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I haven't done the, the requisite research. Well, into do you want to, do you want to come back of... next week with the research? Because that is your job on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's straightforward, isn't it? But go on. Lucky charms are just have a thing about. You know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, you I, really I, do. I, I just, I don't. Well, you like Dickens. You like oh, can literature. We, can we keep my private life out of this place? <laughs> In David Copperfield, yeah. there's there's a passage where David Copperfield's call is being auctioned and he says how he feels quite uneasy that a piece of him was being sold to the highest bidder. Yeah. So this was still a big deal in the 19th century. Yeah. And it was in, obviously, the fictitious world of David Copperfield. It was bought by a woman who died triumphantly in bed age 92. Yeah. So she didn't drown. And the online community... <laughs> That's that's the end of that point. No. <laughs> I'm already. I'm still thinking about. Yeah. You like Dickens, as, as, <laughs> as if that just gets me to like suddenly yeah. be submissive. Or, oh yes, I do know you're right. That that has made me look a fool. Yeah. <laughs> I like loads of things that have got yeah. ghosts in them. They've got. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I have to subscribe to it as a no, genuine it's, belief. It's not like Dickens said it. So you bang on with this. It's more like oh. This is an interesting little tidbit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, a little tidbit. Yes, certainly, but not a podcast episode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> devoted to it. No. <laughs> Something that happens within a greater story, by all means. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. But people are still born. That's true. With. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that. With a call today. Right. So babies are still born with a veil. And what do they do? Like ring a bell when that happens? <laughs> 
Is it well, a cause for celebration? Well, in some families, probably. And People who are still aware of this. In midwifery, is it one of those things where they're like, oh, these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I know a midwife, there, actually. There you go. Scoop, she sees many of them. If you want to keep keep that and uh, all that stuff on the floor, you can scoop all that up. Put it in a beaker, keep that forever. <laughs> Saves us a cleaning job, doesn't it? Well, I asked my... Also, you might want to look what's left on this bed when we're finished. Are you going to keep that as well? <laughs> well, I, I asked my stepbrother about this a few years ago, who's like a, a proper specialist, like top-notch clever clogs with right. difficult births. Okay. And he's a very, very tolerant man. Yeah. I think when he got a phone call from my stepbrother going, Kate wants to know about these membranes. Right. I think... Your poor family. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I think at that stage I thought, Oh, I've pushed it too far now. Yeah, I? yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and what was the outcome of that? Did you get? Well, it, well, he did. He did tell me that most calls. Did DPD come the next day <laughs> with a huge box? <laughs> like he, he was telling me that most calls today are to do with premature births. You know, on-call yeah. births are very, very rare because most of the time, if in difficult births, you know, things would have to be ruptured to then prevent any blockage in the airway, that sort of thing. Yeah. So he was very helpful, but um, very tolerant man. I wonder if I had that, because I was premature, I was very premature, I believe. Mm. And I've only recently started finding stuff out about my birth. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know, I knew nothing about it, really. Yeah. And I asked um, my mum, who was also there. <laughs> like, she told me a few things, but maybe I'll ask her about that. Because the, the premature thing I never really knew much about. Yeah. And I always suspected there was a secret being kept. Like, you know, maybe my mum and my dad were saying, oh, yeah, you were premature, that's why you were in an incubator. But if I dug a little deeper, I'd find out that my dad dropped me a summer. <laughs> like, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also, I believe my mum smoked during pregnancy, which would yeah. account for my height and <laughs> and bizarre proportions in my body, short legs, long body, and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Premature would also allow for some of that as well, and yeah. it's kind of lack of development and that kind of stuff. And I was jaundiced as well, apparently. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of fiddling about with me mm-hmm. when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could have phrased that better. Yeah, you really could have done. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, though? I think, yeah. I think there was a lot of fuss yeah. that I've not... I don't think I've really been told it. What if you rang your mum and she was like, oh, yeah, no, you were completely covered in a veil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, we've always thought you were magic. Fay is yeah, the word that she fey. always uses. I only found out last week that I was going to be called Matthew. Yeah. Or if I was a girl, I was going to be called Harriet. Yeah. Auntie Bowlesworth. Was... <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. That's lovely. <laughs> My nana was called Bertha Bowlesworth and I always think that sounds like just a, a monster. <laughs> It really sounds like like a matron in a yeah. kid's book. <laughs> yeah, well, my granny was Patsy Curry. Right. So, you know, that's that's a powerful name, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now we've just decided, I've decided, basically, that you were probably born with a call. You're yeah. probably Faye. Yeah. Probably a little bit magic. I can ring her right now, find out. Should I just ring her? Yeah, ring I'll, her. I'll have to tell her I'm recording her, because otherwise she'll be effing and jeffing. <laughs> Hello. Hiya, it's only me. Just very, very quickly, I'm, I'm recording now, so you're on speakerphone, but I want to just ask you something quickly. When I was born, and I was premature, right? Only slightly, not a lot. Come on. Oh, well, I just lied. Um, well, did, did I have a call? A call? Oh, on your face, you mean? Yeah. No. Oh. Why have you lied again? No, I've not lied. I just didn't know. Well, <laughs> did, but you didn't. All right, so so the richer son had a call. Yeah. And the less successful son, who 
arguably works harder didn't. Well, you're the one less successful. You're not less successful. This is a lovely moment, isn't it? <laughs> Alright, I just wanted to check that, but thank you for the compliment. But, be honest, I didn't know that you did, you did or you didn't, but I definitely know that Gareth did. Right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay, that was all... It's a possibility you did, because your grandma did, my mum had one. That's right, well I mentioned that earlier on, we were talking about that, and I thought she did. Um, Okay, that was all, that's all I need to know, because we've been talking about them. On this recording. That's all. I'll call you later well, on. while you're talking about them, I'll tell you something about them. Okay. What they used to do in your grandma's day, they used to take the piece of skin and paste it on a piece of brown paper. Yeah. And people would buy that off you because if they all, particularly sailors, because they thought if you were born with a cold, yeah. you would... Never drown. Yeah, I've 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 just heard that exact story in this podcast. Have you? You're all maniacs. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying we. Are. I'm a maniac. Oh, Kate's got That's one. Right. Kate's got one in her office. Has <laughs> she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunatic. <laughs> well, the thing is, I know that for a fact with um, your grandma's because I once saw it. It was once shown to me, but where it went, I don't know disappeared i think part of it started disintegrating because after all it's only a layer of skin it is and it only happens because when gosh i'm getting really technical but when people's waters (laughs) when people's waters when a mum's water woman's waters break yeah the um there's a double double layer and so the inner layer stays on the baby i should tell you as you're telling me that, because Kate can hear you as well at the moment, she's frowning suspiciously about that. No, I'm not. Well, that's all right, but that's what, what happens. Medically, you can look it up. Okay. Because so, sometimes, and this definitely happened Yeah. With um, when I had Gareth, I had my waters broken by the doctor, and then later on when I was well into labour, the then doctor said... This lady's not had her waters broken, and I had. But that was the reason, because there was an inner layer. Okay. I mean, this isn't really the place to start a legal appeal. What, um, <laughs> uh, wait a second, but Gareth was caesarean. Yes, I know, but he still had the cowl on when he came out. But is that just by choice? Did they just go, oh, I can just leave that on if you want, just lift it out? Don't know. All right. Because your dad didn't know what they were talking about. No. Which he wouldn't, would he? I suppose not. <laughs> Because he wouldn't have been there if it had been a proper birth. It's only because it was a, a caesarean that he was there. Okay, well, th- th- I mean, this is all getting quite personal now. We were just talking about... <laughs> oh. um, all right, I'll give you a ring right, later well, on. I'll let you get on with it. Say hello to Kate. She's right in front of me now. Hello. Hello. Probably think his mother's a lunatic, just no. like him. Yeah, we, we, think, we think you all are. <laughs> you, her, all, all this call business. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll speak to you in a bit. See ya. Dra- See ya. Bye. Bye. Probably broke all sorts of copyright laws there because yeah. they're telling on so loud. <laughs> Who knows what what we've just heard? It might have spoiled it for someone <laughs> who's waiting to see what happened in Midsummer Murders. Um, is that correct then? Should I the... ring my specialist consultant stepbrother oh my... in the middle of a well, shift? We don't really need to be here, do we? Can, no. can, can you do that? Are you allowed to do that? I can ring my stepdad. He was medical. Go for it. Something special in it, might as well get everyone involved. <laughs> Hello, it's Annie Me. Um, we're recording at the minute. Yeah, 
Um, you're on speakerphone, so please don't yes. swear or say anything too contentious. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> um, I'm at the pub. I'm just moving out into into this fresh air. Oh, God, this is going to go well, isn't it? Far away, then. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just talking about, you know, um, calls, the, the membranes? Oh, yes. How, how are they created? What is the call? As far as I know, it's part of the amniotic sac, which is the lining of the womb that the... How could I put it? That the faeces is in. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it detaches and goes over the child's head. Yeah. But for all I know, it might be over the whole body. But it's certainly the bits on the head that's the pro- that what is what sailors want. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought it'd stop them from drowning. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <coughs> is is there such a thing as like a double layered amniotic sac? Is it just like a single layered membrane, or are there like many layers like an onion? No, I think there's only one layer because that's why the call is only one skin thick, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you can't have like a baby in like two sacks? Well, I don't know. I'm not an obstetrician, but I wouldn't have thought so. Right, okie dokie. Um, I can soon check for you. <laughs> would, would, you would you mind asking, if, if Richard's available, Yeah. would you mind asking him? And what am I asking him? Um, is there such a thing... Is there such a thing of, like, a two-layered amniotic sac? Yeah. Ian's mum said... Who? Who's mum? Ian's mum. Whoa. Oh, yes. <laughs> he said... God, that showbiz. <laughs> no, she, she said that when she was in labour... Yes. She had her waters burst. Yes. And then, yeah. when they went in again, they said this lady's not had her waters burst. And so she was saying that there are two layers. Double bagged. My brother was double bagged. Yeah, they, yeah. Two bags. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Any, anything's possible in the human body. You know, there's all sorts of odd things can happen. Yeah. Well, um, if if Richard's not at work dealing with something terribly important... No, no, he's at home bending a tap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind ringing him? And yeah. like now and getting back to me because this would make um for really, really fantastic summer special recording here. Yeah. Leave it with me. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. This is like I bet you Chris Tarrant has this like as a nightmare. As a recur- <laughs> <laughs> as a recurring nightmare for phone a friend. <laughs> this can I just say is the stupidest recording <laughs> that I have ever being involved with yeah i imagine it's a sort of thing i'll see when i edit this but yeah. i imagine it's the sort of thing that people will listen to it mm-hmm. and other people say what you're listening to and they'll go i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why i can't turn it off it might be because one of the hosts has just really mean-spiritedly put a cliffhanger in it <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid this is, my stepbrother is the most highest achiever of the whole family, he's like mega consultant specialist obstetrician, mm. and I like it that it's just been introduced as our Richards at home bending a tap. Yeah, but you've got my mum jabbering on there. Why she <laughs> won't even turn the telly down to take a phone call and start telling your life story? Yeah. You've got your stepdad off cut coming out, <laughs> coming out the pub. Oh, he is medical, by the way. It's not just like, oh, let's ask me dad to see what he thinks. Just dragging him out the pub. <laughs> oh, he's now ringing a specialist. 
And do you know what, listener? I can't even remember what the question was. <laughs> I can't even remember what we're meant to be finding out. As far as I know, this all started with me just one, just out of interest, wanting to know if I had one <laughs> when I was born. Right, we're pausing for a bit. Okay. Hello. Are you ready for this? Have you got a pencil, paper? <laughs> yeah, we're we're recording, so it's all it's all good to go. Well, you're you're not putting me on it, are you? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there's apparently the there's the amniotic sac. Yeah. And the corium, which is another sac, uh, which in the early stages of pregnancy are separate, mm-hmm. but as they as the pregnancy moves on. They fuse together, so they're like one membrane. Oh, so it becomes one. Yes. Okay. Indeed. With regard to the waters breaking, they can break twice, because if the waters break, for instance, and the rupture isn't quite in line with the cervix, <laughs> and it can't all drain out. That's possibility one. Possibility two is that the amniotic sac forms like a, a flat valve, which then self-seals after an initial work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or possibility three is that the baby's head blocks the hole up and stops further discharge of said fluid, which, of course, is still retained within the womb. Yes. And uh, well, because a lot of it's conjectural, because nobody can uh, have a problem out while the uh, baby's in situ. Right, okay. Does that more or less cover the uh, eventualities? That that does, thank you. So we've got one membrane and we've got several reasons why things might dribble out twice. Correct. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye for now. Right, bye-bye. Thanks again. Bye. So we've got three possibilities, which is... (laughs) Two more possibilities than listeners we've got left. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, part of me thinks that we should have just put your stepdad on speakerphone, yeah. my mum on speakerphone, put the two phones together, left it recording, and we could have gone outside and started smoking again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you've brought a good subject today? I'm so sorry. It's a good drinking game though, isn't it? Have a drink every time a sailor's mentioned. <laughs> Okay, so the people who are born with cause... Sorry, do you think we can now just carry on? I think I, I feel like I should bookend it. I should do. do you think this episode is salvageable? <laughs> Go on, very oh, quickly. Oh, God. Um, okay, so people that today are yeah. born with calls yeah. like to think they're a little bit fey, a little bit mystical, yeah, yeah. maybe like you, definitely like Gareth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Believe that they may be kind of like indigo children. Which is another modern way of saying a bit fey. Okay. So they can be overly empathetic, like ability to predict the future. I am now. I am yeah. overly empathetic. That you is are. true. Yes, you yeah, are. That is true. Um, I can't predict the future. No, but lots... although I, interestingly, at this point now, I can pretty accurately predict the conversation I'm going to have with you when we stop recording, <laughs> <laughs> and you won't like it. <laughs> And supernatural abilities that are all kind of water-based. Yeah, I don't have any. So, else. like ability to find underground water supplies. You can predict weather changes, and you can anticipate like a good catch. 
Or good harvest. At school, I used to do a thing where I'd tilt my head back, spit into the air and catch it again in my mouth. See? I think it was on The Breakfast Club. I copied it off that. Yeah, still water themed. All right, I'll have that then. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so in, there's this website called Call Bearer. And they summed everything up quite nicely as the purpose of the call bearer is to serve mankind and to guide men and women to understand themselves and the world and universe in which we live. That's the purpose for everyone, whether you've got some fanny skin on your face or not. But you know who did have fanny skin on the face? Liberace, Lord Byron, Sigmund Freud, Napoleon, Dorothy, Gareth, your grandma. You know, you it's what a wonderful world of, of mystical people. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get a comprehensive list for next week and let's see how many serial killers are in there as well. <laughs> Stupid episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and thank you for listening to this Loophole Summer Special. Nobody's got this far. And if you'd like to get in touch... Amazed I have. Please do, through many, many different ways. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ianbaldsworth and patreon.com forward slash burials and beyond. Can I just stop you for a moment? Yes. Because I can see you now. You've got your head in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You normally read this, but you don't yeah. if, if you've not brought the thing. No. Okay, then. I made scones. Let's hear. Let's hear. It's gone. <laughs> you can find us at twitter.com forward slash loopholes pod, at facebook.com forward slash loopholes pod, probably. <laughs> On Instagram at Loopholes Pod, the Facebook might be Loopholes Podcast, and you can send us an email at no Loopholes Podcast at gmail.com. No one's listening. Thank it, you it very much. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one's listening. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much. We can say literally anything at this point. No one's listening now. Everyone has switched off. I definitely would have done. I'm the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Loopholes if you've made it this far. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>